0: Chips chips
1: physics, chips, chips 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 chips
2: chips
0: chips 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 Hey everybody and welcome to Flooping the Pig. We're recording a little bit differently so I hope this works. I'm Brad Garoon. And I'm with Justin Houston and Kevin Ford, and I said their names right this week, because I got the hang of it. This week, we're going to talk about some chips and ice cream. Justin, tell us about these delicious snacks, and also the episode.
1: Uh, Okay, I'll try. Um, Chips and Ice Cream is about um, Bimo really loving this sort of children's variety act that takes place. Uh, like live puppet theater with chips and ice cream, and she swears it's awesome. And turns out to be kind of annoying and repetitive. And Jake doesn't appreciate it. Um, so they end up uh, inviting the guy who does it back for dinner. It's just like this these little sock puppet looking things that say chips and ice cream. Um, so they invite him back. They agree to it. I forget how BMO convinces him to do it. Um, but they, uh, they make some food, and the guy, who's like a small bear, is like, yeah, how about we just have, like, chips and ice cream, which is the thing that the puppets keep saying. And so they're like, all right, well, I made all this food, and they're like, no, 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 chips and ice cream, let's do it. And they go, okay. And so they all kind of make it up, and Jake's sitting across from the guy, and the guy can't believe this is finally working, um, and he says... Uh, yeah. Uh, he ends up getting a spell cast on him. Jake does by the bear. He's very excited and gets rid of. He passes these uh, sort of spirits. They were attached to his like ears, of all things, like on top of his head. And uh, they pass on Jake, and now he has these things on top of his head. The bear jumps out the window and escapes and runs away. And so Jake's like, "Well, these are part of me now." And uh, they sort of, they try to deal with it um, as best they can, like they'll keep him outside the house and Bimo brings him a blanket and stuff, but they just, they're incessant, they just keep saying, chips, ice cream, chips, and uh, Bimo's kind of suspicious about this, so she's doing research about the chips and the ice cream situation. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's getting pretty frustrating for Finn is trying to show that he's not annoyed by this, but he clearly is very bothered by uh, them saying chips and ice cream over and over again. Um, So, and this is where my memory gets a little fuzzy, so they don't go into a farmer's market um, and they end up getting some, or like, looking for some ice cream amongst other items, and uh, they run into the bear guy, who's like, no, I don't want the back, and then, like, he runs away. Uh, He's like, I was, you know, finally free, and yet he still seems kind of trapped and, like, longing for Thing that uh, you know was was such a burden on him for so long, um, so it's kind of it's kind takes a dark turn there. Uh, and so anyway, so Jake's still dealing with it. Um, I think at some point Bimo realizes they're actually speaking a language, um, and they know what they need to do to get this guy like back to them. Uh, to to get you know to basically like swap them back or whatever their plan is, whatever most plan is, she now communicate with them by saying like chips, ice cream, chips, 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 ice cream, and all that stuff. So the bear has gone crazy and is now like hanging out with. He's made makeshift chip and ice cream people like on top of his head, um, and now like I, he hears their song that they're singing, the song they sing, this chips and ice cream song. And uh, and so he comes running uh, to the house, and he realizes that he wants them back, uh, but he can't because he does the spell to get them back. Um, and as they're going over to him, Nemo catches them in, like, a bag or something, and then tosses them into the ether. And uh, they uh, – and then they're – now they're free now, and he was – uh, and he's crying, he says, what is he going to do without them? They say something, I'm sure it was reassuring or something, I forget what they tell him. But anyway, the two spirits of chips and ice cream go floating off, and they sort of, in the end, recreate the little um, stage play that they did at the beginning, where they kiss the little bird on the head. So, uh, Anyway, it was a cute episode, I felt like, mainly because of uh, they did a smart thing, kind of like last week, and got some good... Um, voice actors for Chips and Ice Cream, and uh, overall a little superfluous and a lot weird. Kevin, what did you think of it?
2: Kind of the same thoughts as you. It was really cute. It was really weird. Uh, though I did kind of like the uh, the whole situation with him letting go of what was torturing him and then wanting them back. I think that speaks to people on many different levels and many different scenarios. It was uh, off the beaten path, not a ton to sink your teeth into in terms of Adventure Time mythology, but a lot of fun. Brad?
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was adorable. Um, I agree with Justin. I think it's cool that like last week they got a pair, of, um, a pair of voice actors who are familiar with each other to do a pair of characters. Last week it was Bryce and Jermaine and this week it was Chips and Ice Cream who are voiced by uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, Kevin, what are their real names?
2: Uh, Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCoochie.
0: Yeah, Lindholm and Makuuchi. So that was adorable. Um, and then Ron Livingston actually voiced Monty the Bear. So that was cool. Uh, just a few corrections from Justin's recap, which he has a hard time remembering. The way that Bimo got them to come to got him to come to dinner was he wanted to come to dinner. He he had asked all the little bunnies who were watching the show if he could come to dinner at their house, but they had to run away because their mom came and got him. So when Bimo asked him to come to dinner, all he asked was, "Does the moon shine through your window?" When Finn said yes, uh, Monty knew that that was all he needed to pass the chips and ice cream on to the next people. Um, and Bimo captured chips and ice cream spirit in a mason jar, not a bag. That might actually be it. Oh, and then he said like they kept them outside, and the reason they were able to keep them outside is because Jake's stretchy powers allowed him to be far away from chips and ice cream. And I liked how Jake didn't care at all about them being there, but Finn went crazy about it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was like kind of a whimsical, fun episode, and and a nice break from um, you know serious stuff. And Bimo was hilarious as a little fanboy, fan girl, fan machine. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, this was one of those sort of off the beaten paths where they all all the little things worked. You know, from the bear's perspective, you have a very clear sort of story about what happens when the thing you think is is your burden that you want to get rid of, you you don't know it, but it, it's become your crutch. Um, and the, uh, you know, B, you, we haven't seen BMO in ages, really, like, spent a lot of time with BMO, um, so getting a lot of BMO-heavy stuff, What it really felt fresh, and felt needed, and felt like, uh, uh, you know, something that I really hope they don't go that far from BMO again, because uh, BMO is huge fun part of the show. Uh, and I don't I don't like that it, it felt like we hadn't seen BMO in forever. So Yeah, that
0: was cool. You know, next week is a is a Cuber episode and the week after that is a is a cosmic owl episode. So we're getting back into some I mean the Cuber episode I'm sure we'll have Grables, like actual Grables. So we might see more of BMO, but I think we're about to get back into because we're nearing the end of this this list of episodes that Justin found, although I was looking at the Adventure Time wiki, and, and there's a new one called some kind, something about pranks. Um, but we're, we're kind of nearing the end of this list, so I think we're getting close to the season finale. So we'll probably get back into like thin, serious stuff territory. So yeah, nice to have a, com- a little uh,
2: comic relief with BMO. Kevin, where was the snail? Uh, when they encountered Morty... At, I'm sorry, not they, but when Jake encountered Morty at the um, the farmer's market by the ice cream, the snail was just hanging out on the ground. Cool. All right, so let's
0: transition to our favorite part of the podcast, and it's comics. Yeah. This week we read Candy Capers. Um, I only managed to get through the first three issues of Candy Capers, not because I disliked it, but because I ran out of time. So I'm going to recap them, and then we'll, we'll, I'll just run them down real quick next week. Uh, Candy Capers is a spinoff. It's written by, I, I believe, I forget the names of the people who wrote and uh, drew it. But... Um, it's about uh, Finn and Jake go on vacation, uh, ostensibly. Well, ostensibly, they go looking for a new sword for Finn because he lost the demon blood sword. Um, but uh, then we find out later they're on vacation. And while they're on vacation, Candy... I mean, not Candy. Peppermint Butler and Cinnamon Bun are given the roles of heroes of the Candy Kingdom. And in that role, Peppermint Butler takes the role of Commissioner, and Cinnamon Bun takes the role... Or, sorry, not Commissioner. He's the banana boss and Cinnamon Bun is sort of his protege. Uh, Cinnamon Bun tries to help Starchy while Peppermint Butler's being in charge of things um, and ends up uh, tries to help Starchy find Science the mouse, but ends up just launching Starchy into Peppermint Butler's office through the wall. So because of that, Peppermint Butler deputizes Marceline and Tree Trunks as the next detective team to find out where Finn and Jake are, um, and they go to this... they. They do so while on a case in this town that's all haunted by people. And Marceline finds out that the reason it's haunted is there's uh, the chef is using the demon blood sword. So Marceline sees that the sh- cook is using a demon blood sword and it's making the stew all demonous and it's possessing everyone in town. So they find out. So this guy's got the demon blood sword, but he doesn't know where Finn and Jake are. He found the demon blood sword at a yard sale. And then even though uh, she enjoyed being a cop, TT retires, and Marceline retires because she hated being a cop. And then in the next issue, Lemon Grab and Lumpy Space Princess are deputized, and we find out that um, Peppermint Butler is making these pairings based on doy darts, essentially, just throwing darts at a board at people's pictures. Um, And they go to help some Y-wolves retake a mountain shaped like a wolf, Uh, but when they that they both end up getting bitten by the wolves and, and turn into wolves themselves and then the wolf mountain comes alive and jumps into a, a volcano and um, LSP and lemon grab get all jacked up the interaction between the two is quite annoying actually um, as one would ex- uh, guess yeah and that's as far as I got they quit okay so we'll be back I'm next like. week with more uh, can of gapers but I will say I, I, I liked I dug the first three issues just fine. Um, TT was particularly funny as the loose cannon of the team, so this one's not wholly offensive. But uh, I'll give you a uh, we'll, we'll get a full rundown when we come back next week and talk about. it. Kevin, tell us about which what what standalone jumble of comics did you read this week?
2: Well, Let's see, it was called like the Winter Special or Winter Spectacular or something along those lines. Um, so the first one is Ben and Jake are at home, and Ben really wants the snow, so they go out and play in the snow and uh, Jake comes back, and he bought the new winter jumpsuits to hang out in, and Bimo says it's starting to snow. So they go to bed right away so that they can wake up earlier and, and uh, go play in the snow. So they wake up, and all the snow is gone, and that, of course, upsets Ben. And he surmises that somebody stole the snow, which Jake doesn't necessarily agree with. He's like, well, it could just be the weather or whatever. But no, he's determined to find who stole this, and so of course they think the Ice King would be the one to steal uh, the snow. So they go to his kingdom, they uh, kind of uh, bother him a bit about it, and Ice King actually becomes angry about the accusation and begins shooting snow out of his fingers at Finn and Jake. And this, at this point, they're they, he's kind of chased them back to their treehouse, so Finn is happy because all this snow is now their house and they can play in it. Uh, but what happens is, is the jumper that Finn wore that fit, or that Jake bought him possesses him and absorbs all the snow. So Jake takes the jumper off of Finn and the fit, the jumper actually goes towards the candy kingdom and Finn was like, who did you buy those from again? And Jake was like, oh, you know, just some stranger. So you kind of, and then you see kind of a flashback and it looks like a really shady character who might be like a skeleton with a hood. So obviously there's some demon possession or something going on with jumpers. So they also look around and realize the Ice King is gone and don't really know what happened to him. So they decide to go to the Candy Kingdom to stop the jumper from eating everybody. And then you zoom in on Jake's jumper and the Ice King was actually absorbed inside of it. So you see like a little 8-bit Ice King on his sweater. Uh, And that was called Snow Hope. So there's your pun for the issue. Uh, The next one was called Pups in Peril. This is a weird issue. Uh, Jake is trapped in, in... and Ice Kingdom, not the Ice Kingdom, by some cat, and it says uh, that Jake is a hot dog and clearly it's endangered them. So Jake kind of questions if they actually know what a hot dog is. He sends BMO and Tree Trunks to go find the Firewolf Pup, which was seen in Thank You. Uh, they find him. He saves Jake. That's pretty much the whole issue. Uh, in A Sour Winter, Brad's favorite character, Grab, he is pissed off because it's wintertime and he hates the snow. And he wants to air his grievances about the winter with Princess Bubblegum, but he doesn't want to get wet. So, And the letter's not fast enough for him. So he creates this snowsuit, and as he's walking towards the Candy Kingdom, he angrily kicks a snowman, and that causes some snow to hit his suit, and it begins to malfunction. And the suit kind of self-destructs. grab is able to escape unharmed, but is clearly... has some mental anguish over this, and so he ends up writing a letter anyways... And then we see P.B. and Finn reading the letter, and P.B. just says that she wishes that Lemongrab would find a hobby. And the last episode, episode, the last issue called I Scream, like I-E, I-Y-E, Scream, Uh, Finn, Jake, P.B., Marceline, and Tree Trunks are having an ice picnic, which is pretty much like a picnic in an igloo. And this monster suddenly appears, and the gang begins to attack it, and Tree Trunks stop them, stating that it's a fried ice cream creature she accidentally made. When working on some new recipes, and the monster got excited by the invite and kind of went a little crazy. And so he apologized to everybody and holds them all close, showing that he can be warm and affectionate. And the comic ends with Marceline wondering if he's in strawberry flavor and taking a bite out of him. Uh, that was the issue. It was a waste of time. Don't read it. <laughs> oh, that's such a. Uh, God, what is happening to us? <laughs>
0: What's happening to us? All right, so thanks for coming why, by. Why is it my fault this comic is a waste? Didn't say it was your fault. I asked what's happening to us. as a team. We're a team. I hope that we have a lot what? to say about variables. What, Justin?
1: I'm the shy one. <laughs>
0: uh, do you want to plug some Twitter stuff, Kevin?
2: Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at K413. You follow Wrestling Ponderings on Twitter, which hosts this website, at PWPonderings. Uh, you're listening to this, so you know how to get it. Uh, but please, if you're subscribing through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever else, if you can, leave a review, pass it around, tell people who like Adventure Time about this. And people who like wrestling about Wrestling Connery, we really appreciate that.
1: I'm on Twitter at Justin J. Houston. It's a real hoot. I'm on
0: Twitter at GarunGate and at Burger Weekly. And please buy my ebook Burger City, at Amazon. Just type in Burger City. Also, all my Dragon Gate books... Which are also on Amazon. You can just search for my name, Brad Garuna, on Amazon. All my Dragon Gate books are now only $1, so it's a good time to buy. And that's it. Thanks for Flooping the Pig.
2: I Floop the Pig.